Hello, my friends. Today, I have three stories that I wanted to discuss with you. And if I'm missing any that really stand out to you today, please put them in the comments and please remember to like and share. This first story is shocking to me, but it is a perfect example as to why politics is destroying this country, why the two parties cannot get together even to take care of human lives. Now, this story was as of midday yesterday, but just before I went on to record this podcast, I checked to see if anything had changed. No, it hadn't as a hurricane is bearing down and is expected to make landfall in Florida, you would think that the president of the United States and the governor of Florida have spoken. Have they? No, no. According to the White House, no call has been made. According to the governor of Florida, no call has been made. Why? Why? Why aren't these two organizations working hand in hand to save American lives and to do everything in their power to come together? Now, I'm not sure whose uh, fault this is or who's the one refusing to call. I do believe, if I understand things correctly, that it's the job of the governor to ask for help from the federal government. But forget all that. Forget all that nonsense. They should be talking to each other. They should be making plans. They should be talking with other states. This thing could be a category five when it hits. And they haven't talked. If you want an example of how politics and how government is broken in this country, this is a perfect example of that. It is time to choose leaders who can get past their pettiness, their childishness, stop acting like they're on the playground, and start acting like you're leading, I don't know, the free nation of the world. Just a thought. Call me crazy. Uh, the next story. Uh, this one, also very interesting. I've been talking to you about this for a while how Republicans have been blaming Democrats for inflation and for energy prices and how this is going to backfire on them. And we're starting to see it backfire. And, you know, here again, talking about politics, they cannot see past their noses and understand that if you blame a president for something that he didn't cause, that he didn't have any control over, When those things start to turn around, and they will, then that president gets all of the glory and you get all of the blame because you were the one attacking him. So I've told you from the very beginning that inflation, most of inflation, has been caused by the pandemic. That's the same with energy prices. And I've explained to you in great detail, if you've missed it, go back and look at previous podcasts. I've explained to you in great detail why this is and that everything is going to return probably to pre pandemic levels. You're seeing this not just in our country, but you're seeing it in the countries across the globe. That's one of the ways that we know that this was not caused by Biden. This is a result of the pandemic. So here's my prediction. After the midterm election, the uh, recession, or not recession, inflation will continue to go down. Consumer confidence will continue to rise. Energy prices will go down because we'll finally be able to refine enough gasoline. And who's going to get the credit? 
Joe Biden. You guys are setting yourselves up and you can't even see it. And then one of the reasons I say that is this story. U.S. consumer confidence rose more than expected this month, extending a rebound in sentiment that began with a jump in August. The growing confidence in the U.S. economy defies recession fears on Wall Street. Less than a week after the Federal Reserve raised its benchmark interest rate and forecasted rising unemployment. This is a perfect example. Now, I could be wrong and you could see us go into recession and you could see us go into inflation. But so little of that has to do with the president of the United States. Now, some things have been done and we've talked about this by both parties giving money to uh, citizens of the United States, both during the pandemic and afterwards. And as I've said, I've supported some of these measures because I think they kept us out of a recession. But when this money isn't ours, it's actually borrowed money, you're adding more dollar bills to the pool of dollar bills that are already out there. Anytime you do that, you automatically increase inflation. That is part of what is happening here. But the majority of the inflation can be tracked back to the pandemic. It's really simple. And then I saw this poll and I thought it was very interesting. What a world we have where um, people on either side do not like their president or their candidate. Uh, this is from the Deseret News. A strong majority of voters don't want to see either Joe Biden or Donald Trump run for president again in 2024. <laughs> Some are willing to pay more to keep Trump off the ballot. According to this poll, when asked whether they want Biden to run for president again, 66% of voters said he should not run, compared with only 58% of voters who don't want Trump on the ballot. But the voters who don't want Trump to run are willing to pay more to keep him off the ballot. <laughs> this is a measure of how strong voters feel about the former president. Voters were asked a very interesting question. I hadn't seen this in a polling before. Voters were asked in the Deseret News Harris poll, imagine you could pay some amount of money to guarantee Donald Trump or Joe Biden does not run for president in 2024. How much money would you be willing to pay? The cap was at $50,000. The winner? <laughs> President Trump, people were willing to pay as much as $5,000 to keep him off of the ballot. Me personally, I'd like to see them both off of the ballot. I don't believe that Joe Biden was elected because people were excited about him. I don't believe that he was elected because he had great ideas or because he was inspiring. He was elected for one reason. He was not Donald J. Trump. That's it. It's that simple. And I've told you this before, that when you have somebody as divisive as Donald Trump is, they create an incredible following, but they also create an incredible opposition. And in this case, he created more of an opposition than he did followers. And that's why I believe that Roger Rabbit would have been elected over Trump in the last election. And Trump would, of course, still claimed voter fraud. 
So I'm wondering from you, how much are you willing to pay to keep either candidate off of the ballot? I paid with just about all the money that I have by running for office, but not everybody can do that. If you are willing to pay, then maybe you'd be willing to support our campaign and make a donation at jmacforutah.com. That would really help us out. I will tell you that we have had just an incredible time out on the campaign trail. The reception has been fantastic. And you know, one of the things that I was worried about was people getting angry at me because I'm going against the system or perhaps I'm putting the Republican vote at risk by somehow splitting the vote. And I got to tell you, I haven't seen any of that. I haven't seen a sign of anger or violence. And it's refreshing to be in rooms full of people who feel like their party has left them and they are looking for another solution. I, I've found that the people of Utah, even when they disagree with me, have been kind. They've been understanding. We've been able to engage in great discussions. And I'm very thankful for that. I do believe it's going to take some time to get people to realize what the two parties are doing to our country and help them understand that they are not trying to solve any problems. I mean, think about that. Democrats and Republicans are not trying to solve immigration. They're trying to use immigration as a pawn. They're not trying to solve the environment. They're trying to use it as a pawn. There are so many simple, easy, common sense solutions out there, common ground solutions that I've shared with you that any group who is looking for solutions would be able to find. And the easiest way for anybody to find out if they're not looking for solutions is to ask, what are they focusing on? Are they focusing on commonalities or are they focusing on differences? Those who focus on commonalities really want to get things done and they want legislation that benefits the vast majority of people. When they focus on differences, they're not looking to solve problems. They're looking to divide and they're looking to get your dollar bills to stay divisive so that they can stay in power. There should be no desire on the part of either party to literally take total control and run over the other party and disenfranchise half the country. The goal should be able to find legislation and programs and laws that benefit the largest number of Americans. They're trying to pass laws on both sides that benefit the fewest number of Americans, the two sides, the two extremes. That's not how it's supposed to work. And then we've got this idea that has crept into our society that says the Constitution is great until you don't get what you want. And then the minute that you don't get what you want from the Constitution, grab your guns and your rifles and go out and, and create a civil war. As if somehow that's what the Constitution says. It doesn't, by the way. The Constitution was a way for us to disagree without our guns, without our knives. And we've simply decided we don't want to have discussions. We don't want to consider the other side. We would rather 
at the barrel of a gun force others to believe and do what we want. That is not America. That is not the foundation of this country. In fact, that's just the opposite of the foundation of this country. And it actually kind of mirrors what certain other dictators and leaders wanted, both of terrorist groups and I don't know, in Germany and other places, to force your political will on everybody. We live in a system where everybody's supposed to be able to send their own representatives to Congress. They're supposed to be able to have disagreement and votes. And when you don't get what you want, you don't get out your knives and your pitchforks. You get out your mind and your mouth and your voice and you battle in the arena of ideas to change hearts and minds. That's the beauty of this country. If you for a single second think that your job is to create a civil war because you're not getting what you want, then you don't get it. You don't understand this country. You don't understand what makes it great. You probably have never read the constitution because that is not, my friends, what it says. We need cooler minds to prevail. We need leaders who seek to find common ground solutions so that we can actually get the wheels of government moving. And I don't know, maybe have a president call a governor before a category five hurricane hits. I don't know, is that too much to ask?